My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. This episode contains some sensitive topics, uh, so if a suicide is triggering, uh, please skip this episode. And I just want to start off this episode by saying if you or anyone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, uh, please reach out for help. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours a day, uh, and their number is 800-273-8255. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Diaries. This is season four, episode two. Woohoo! And I am so nervous about <laughs> continuing this story. No, really. I think I've recorded and practiced telling the story like a hundred times to work out the shakes in my voice. Right. I'm serious. No, I know. Because I didn't want to tell this podcast and the whole time me being like, and then. <laughs> <laughs> because legit, this this still shakes me to this day. I, I think this is, this was just such a big moment. Right. No, I totally understand. So we left off to where we got together and I decided to confess to you that I had been seeing some creepy stuff in the apartment from things moving to this weird little dog to these shadow kids and it was really creepy and at the same time you were confessing to me that you had heard voices and you've also noticed stuff sort of moving around right and there's just general weirdness oh 100 percent um and I feel like we were kind of on like an, a mutual understanding. Like it was almost like, a, oh, thank God, something weird is happening with you too. And it's not just me. Oh, yeah. I I know I for sure was absolutely relieved that you didn't think I was crazy. And you were also experiencing something, which I know sounds so silly. But I was so grateful that you believed me because, well, I had come out to you before. I just didn't have good experiences in the past talking about uh, paranormal things. And I really tried to avoid the topic as much as humanly possible. So talking to you about it was uh, a breath of fresh air that you were feeling some stuff too. Yeah. And I mean, I had talked to my dad about it, but like never anyone outside of the family at all. Yeah, about paranormal stuff in general. Yeah. So, or about our apartment. Uh, about paranormal stuff in general. So it was just kind of one of those things where it's like you're the first person outside of a blood relative who's directly yeah. <laughs> connected to me and having the same experiences that I have even yeah talked about too to yeah. anyone. Yeah. And you're you're the first person, you know, since I had told a friend in middle school. Like right. I, I had such a bad experience with people sort of disowning themselves from me. 
after I talked about paranormal stuff that it was a very, very hard thing for me to do, even to this day. <laughs> I, I find it hard. I, it was hard to tell my best friend mm-hmm. uh, outside of our relationship that I seen spiritual stuff like i was really scared and it took me like six years to tell them because i was so scared that you know i i I have this fear of my whole life of being rejected because of it so i really appreciate you being accepting and i really was thankful that you had been noticing something but since we were in the spirit of being honest as i was telling you this there was these like men pacing back by the forest preserve right uh behind us because we were in the hot tub when we were sort of talking about it Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i remember i was like you know um now that we're talking about stuff there's like people who walk back there all the time and i had seen spirits sort of pace back in that preserve and it was often like bigger men and you could see them they were relatively clear um, so they were definitely normal spirits, but they didn't really react to people. I would definitely say they were probably like residual. Right. And I think I ended up looking up um, some history on it just because I was like, I wonder if there's anybody like anybody else had seen it or anybody talked about Did it. Did you? Yeah. And um, I remember that there was like a local story that two men had been out in the preserve like they were fishing somewhere in the wetlands Uh um off of a dock and got into like an argument and both of them ended up like dying in the fight i don't know (laughs) it said something along the lines of they had like were like wrestling they both like rolled off the dock and hit their heads on something Mm. and both ended up dying and they found their bodies and dragged him out see i am forever a skeptic even now i'm like mm-hmm, right. yeah <laughs> so i mean and i don't even know if that is 100 percent accurate i mean you know how local legends go yeah i mean there's probably like a shred of truth too right there could have been two dudes that something happened to out there but no one no one really knows the exact details of yeah what happened that's kind of spooky yeah. so there could be some truth to why i was seeing some people walk around back there or it's just history. a swirling vortex of crazy nature. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so um, being in the apartment after that felt pretty good because I, I, I felt a lot more comfortable. You had sort of calmed my nerves a little bit. I mean, because we had talked about it. We're like, okay, what's the worst thing that's happening? We're being haunted by two little kid ghosts right. like in a puppy. Like, come on, get over it. It's fine. Live with the spirits. There's nothing to be afraid of. We, I, you know, we had so much spirit experience together that, you know, this was nothing new. So we just you know decided to live with it yeah we had worse experiences than that when we were eight so i mean (laughs) it wasn't really a problem (laughs) being 18 (laughs) yeah so it was it was all right uh so we decided you know if anything happens we'll tell each other right uh but we're not going to talk about it in the apartment and we're just kind of going to let the spirits do their thing that was kind of a ground rule reset from day one just if there's ever anything just go hey you want to go for a drive like you want to go get a milkshake or something like (gasps) Just can we do that? Let's just stop the podcast and go get milkshakes. We will afterwards. Are you serious? <laughs> sure, why not? Yay! <laughs> so I mean, we would always do that kind of a thing, and um, then wait, wait, just can go... I interrupt you? Are you being for real about the milkshakes? Yeah, that's fine. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we'll just talk about whatever ghost does been happening lately. Yeah. Um, and we kind of just did that just so that we weren't 
I don't I don't know if I want to say like just so we wouldn't acknowledge anything while we were there or incite any new experiences from any acknowledgement that we would give. Yeah, and I mean I know I noticed with myself uh when I make eye contact with spirits, it's a very much like I'm open to see you. I see you, you see me, and communication starts dang near instantly after that. So I know in my personal practice, I know ignoring kind of creates this level of separation like, oh, I can't see you. Uh, (laughs) It kind of works for me to separate them. And I know your dad, you uh, sharing your story in season three, Mm -hmm. he sort of instilled the same thing with you guys of like, if you don't talk about it, we even heard him on the phone call. If you don't talk about it, it's not real. Right. And just don't ever talk about it. If you're going to talk about it, make sure you're not at home and there's no connection to home and not even on a phone call. Yeah. So the apartment was okay. Uh, Things continued to happen, but there was just this like dampness in the house. We, it was, it was just weird, dark and it it felt really moldy and gross. Mm -hmm. And one night we decided to sort of investigate where this like horrific wet death smell was coming from yeah it was just that like over like algae like just stinky like outside you know humidity like decaying like rotting it was it was gross yeah it was really like fragrant and disgusting yeah we couldn't we couldn't really pinpoint what the heck it was and you one night moved uh, we had um this like little dresser that the tv was set on top of and you moved the dresser out of the way and there was like a cookie sheet sized patch of mold growing through the wall right and you say little dresser but that dresser was like 180 pounds it was a ginormous antique (laughs) so it didn't get moved often and that's why we never noticed that anything was back there because it was one of those things where it's like I'm breaking my back in order to scoot this thing two yeah, feet. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so I, I mean little in the fact that it wasn't tall. Yeah, it was short, but it was just really wide. It was wide and it wasn't antique. I, where, where did we get that from? It was um, one of the things that one of our family members dumped on us, right? Yeah, it was a hand-me-down from like A hand-me-down from family. a hand-me-down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we moved out of the way. There was this cookie-sized sheet, like cookie sheet pan-sized uh, thing of mold. And you started really creeping me out when we seen it because you're like, oh, my God, it's like a face coming through the wall. Well, because it it reminded me of I don't know if you ever seen the messengers, but I'm pretty sure in that film there is like a giant mold spot that they keep scrubbing on the wall and it keeps getting bigger and they keep scrubbing it. And then eventually like this weird like Hmm. person starts like coming out of it. And it reminded me of it because it wasn't just like a mold spot on the wall. The mold was actually growing like an inch or so off of the wall. I know. It had like become porous and was like pushing through the drywall. It was, I've never seen anything like that to this day. No. And you free, I I don't watch horror movies. I still don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Um, and it just, I got really scared because I'm like, is this, paranormal is this normal like my parents had never had a mold problem your dad had never had a mold problem and we were like what the heck is this Mm -hmm. so we were continuously scrubbing and bleaching the wall and it came back thicker and thicker and thicker every single time we washed it off which played onto my mind more of your creepy little comment that it could (laughs) be this like crazy thing coming through the wall 
And I mean, we already both knew the apartment was a little bit off at this point. So that just was ridiculously unsettling. Right. And we didn't like being younger and fresh out of being in our parents' houses and finally on our own, we didn't want to complain and like upset anyone in the complex. So we just kept cleaning it. (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to complain and them to think like, oh, this is your fault and to kick us out. Like you guys are dirty and not clean or something. So we were like cleaning it off constantly and it just kept coming back. So eventually we went to the office and we told them like, you know, we are having this horrible mold problem. They came in and seen it and they were acting like it wasn't a big deal at all. And that we were being like dramatic and crap, but it got to be a really big deal because you ended up getting ridiculously sick. Yeah. I remember I just started getting lightheaded all the time. I almost started blacking out a couple times. Um, I remember just like walking out of the bedroom into the living room and everything just went dark. And I remember dropping to my knees. And I think that was at the point where we decided you needed to go to the hospital. Yeah. Which I hate going to the hospital for anything just because I I just don't like it. I know. I know they're expensive. And (laughs) I was like, I know there's going to be a bill that comes out of this that I don't want to pay for. And I was just, you had to do a lot of talking me into it to get me to go. I just, you were you looked unhealthy and right. it was more so than you know just a doctor's visit it was late at night it wasn't something we couldn't go to i mean he was falling over over himself i had never seen anybody act like that in my life it was really scary and despite the fact that we were young kids that didn't have health insurance we decided that we wanted to go anyways just who cares about cost? We just need to make sure you're healthy. Yeah. And I wasn't someone that ever went to the hospital for, unless I was horribly bleeding or broke something. The last time I had been to the hospital previous to that was when I was a young child. So it's like, this was super serious for me to even agree to go to the hospital. And, um, when we went to the hospital, I remember we went and I, I was in and out feeling terrible and I remember the nurse made some joke after they ran some tests that I wasn't pregnant, um, which came with zero laughs because I was like, I, I can barely see you. This is not the time. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was kind of upset at that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they prescribed me some medication. I don't remember what medication it was. I don't know either. Um, but I mean... They said it was because of the mold, though. I don't know if you remember, because I know you were pretty incoherent at the time. But she ended up running a bunch of tests, and it came back that he was being affected by the mold growing in our apartment. Mm -hmm. And we got you medication. I dropped you off at home. I went to the pharmacy. I got your medication. And I came back and started giving you the doses uh, as they prescribed. Right. And then... At that point, that's really the last thing I remember for several days of my life that are now gone. (laughs) Yeah, so what happened was when you started taking the medicine, things just got even worse. You became really distant. Um, I'm getting like choked up a little. It was really scary. You got distant. You were not coherent. Um, I would come home from school or work and you'd be in bed and... I would be like, hey, hon, I'm home. Um, I'm going to go make dinner really quick. I'll be right back. So I'd walk to the kitchen. I'd get dinner started. I'd walk back to the bedroom and be like, 
hey, um, did you want, you know, a drink? What do you want to drink? And you're like, oh, hey, you're home. It's right. like, yeah, I, I, I came home like a few minutes ago. I just was in here. What do you want to drink? Oh, okay, water. I went out, grabbed some water, came back, and I'm like, hey, I got you water. Oh, you're home. Like right. every time you were reset and... It was so scary. I remember um, calling my parents and I asked, <laughs> I asked dad to come and sit with you while I went to work and while I went to classes because I was like so terrified that you were dying or something. I didn't know what was wrong. And eventually I realized like these pills are just like not right. So I called my pediatrician because he still had a pediatrician at the time. Right. And I asked what the medication was. And he said that they were severely overdosing you and you should have only been having one pill of that a day. And they have prescribed you to take it four times a day. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we freaked out. I uh, flushed the pills (laughs) because I I didn't know what to do. I just wanted them gone. And you kept wanting to take them. And you were in this delirious state. And you're like, give me them. It's going to make me better. And I'm like, heck no. This is literally killing you. Right. You can't do this. And luckily, you ended up getting better after being off the pills for like 24 to 48 hours. You ended up coming back to your senses a little bit. Um, And... After that, we went back to the office and we ended up getting them to pay our medical bills. And we told them, you've got to fix whatever is wrong in this apartment because, you know, it it legitimately almost killed you. So after the whole incident with the hospital giving me the wrong dosage of medicine, we ended up going back to our apartment complex's office and kind of telling them what had happened and what the hospital told us that the mold um, basically yeah, caused my sickness. And so just through a lot of back and forth, we ended up getting them to pay my um, hospital bills from that whole experience. And they told us to just clean the wall down with bleach and mm-hmm. then just wipe it all down, make sure it's clean, and then we should be fine. Yeah, and that's what we were doing, but they 
really were fighting us on doing anything else about it. We had asked for a different apartment. We had asked, you know, for any sort of solution to try and figure out where it was coming from. And they, you know, ensured us just put a dehumidifier in the apartment, scrub down the wall, and we'll be fine. But with us being kids, a lot of this issue is just us being kids that we genuinely were like, okay, thanks. Like we didn't, we didn't want to fight too hard because again, like they owned where we were living. I I didn't know that we could be like, hey, no, you're going to fix this problem. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We were super scared and we like, we didn't want to lose where we left because where we lived because it was, it was great. Like we had our own place and we didn't want to lose that. And I mean, it was kind of like a don't complain too much because mm-hmm. they can take it all away. Right. Play. And we didn't have anywhere to fall back on. You know, I couldn't go back to my parents' house. You couldn't go to your dad's house. So we were sort of in this like stuck place. But we ended up just going on and cleaning it. But the apartment started getting weirder mm-hmm. after we tried to leave. Right. Uh, after we started talking about, you know, maybe we should move, maybe we should find a new complex, things amped up a little bit. Yeah, it, it got to be super strange to where it got a little bit more scary with the things that were happening, where things weren't just moving, like... There, there was implied scenarios in our apartment that started happening. So we would come home, and I vividly remember coming home one day and there was this like steak knife it was was the sharpest biggest knife knife we had yeah and it was sat out on the counter and the drawer was open and i got super angry because i didn't like anything being out of place because things kept moving around the apartment i wanted everything to stay in place nobody move anything Period. And I got severely angry with you because I thought you were messing around with me and I thought you pulled out a knife and left it on the counter and just, you know, we're trying to spook me out. And it really, really, really made me angry. So when you came home, I was super pissed off with you. Right. And I mean, I had been gone all day. I didn't touch the knife. I wouldn't have done that just because the severity of everything that was going on was super crazy and that's just that would have been kind of overboard especially like for just everything we were going through and so this was before also we pranked his dad by doing that very same thing oh yeah yeah (laughs) so this wasn't uh, that's i think this is the moment that inspired us to do that but um no we we did not ever we were not a couple that you know pranked each other all the time or played jokes especially with the paranormal we've always kept that like super serious like no no messing around with that right so i was upset too and i called the apartment complex and was like why are you guys in the apartment without notifying us and why are you leaving out knives? <laughs> right. Because you had called them and you're like, if you come in here, you need to leave a note that you were in our apartment. And why were they going through our silverware? You right. left a knife out on the counter. What were you doing with a knife? And you were questioning them up and down. They were super freaked out about right. the whole si- scenario. And they had called all of the maintenance workers and none of them had been in our apartment that day. No, they all swore they hadn't been in there. And I mean, all the maintenance workers had proof because they had 
all the other maintenance work they had done in other apartment complex documented with times. Right. So there was no way any of them had ever come in that day. And despite them treating us really bad, this was a legitimate apartment complex. It was a bigger apartment complex. They had several different uh, locations around, you know, the few states surrounding us. It was a very, very big um ownership that owned the complex so everything in terms of you know the maintenance logs and everything were all very much legitimate and up to code with who was where when yeah they had a whole built like computer systems for them logging all their information like electronically and it was all documented super well And we were uh, thankful for that because we ended up calling them quite a few times because we'd come home to our front door being open Mm -hmm. after being locked. We would come home to just things being moved and out of place. And it was more so than, oh, didn't I leave my keys on this counter? Now they're on this table. It was, you know, the knife. It was big things being moved around our apartment. Like I said, the door, the front door being open. Right. it, It was severe. Right. Because I remember Thanks. that happening because I told you to wait outside and I walked through just to make sure somebody sure someone didn't, hadn't break in or something. We were positive somebody had broken in that Yeah, day. and it's like, it, what is it, a huge apartment? So it took me like two seconds to, to just look in every closet yeah. in every room and it was fine. So we were super confused. It got even worse as all this activity started getting more and more and more... Um, you had started getting so angry over the littlest things. Right. Like, I mean, something so minor would set you off to where your face would be red with blood and your eyes would get bloodshot and mm-hmm. dark and you would just be so angry. And it was really weird because it's not like you were angry with me or you're having like these anger outbursts. Right. Like, you know, if we were in a fight or something, it was this weird internal battle you were having of like, I'm so angry right now. But like, then you were always like breathing heavy and being like, but it's not with you. You know, it was so weird. And it scared me because I had never even seen that side of you. You're a very chill person. Right. (laughs) So to see you like so freakishly angry was weird. And every time we left, you were normal. Yeah. And I mean, I felt better. I remember just feeling super just like tense and just I felt like I was just clenching my muscles all the time while we were in the apartment. Do you remember why you felt that way? Um, No, I remember just little things, dumb things would annoy me or just stress me out. I was just getting angry over like, like, I don't remember where I sat my keys or something and just going like a little bit of a rage fit over it. It just nothing specific was causing it always it was always something different it just was always that like way over extreme anger that was coming out of it and i on the flip side started getting severely depressed and i started getting these like horrific visions of wanting to kill myself every time i was in the bathroom And whenever I walked into that bathroom, I just like would be brushing my teeth and then I would see like my throat slit with blood running down me like a hallucination. And then like everything was fine. And then I would like hear like my own voice in my head, but like it wasn't my thought of being like, 
oh, you know, you could just kill yourself. You could just kill yourself. And we actually had this medicine cabinet in there. And <sighs> this is so scary. Um, in the medicine cabinet, you know, we kept like Tylenol and stuff. But there was um, one day we came home and I was having these like severe feelings of like, you know, slitting my wrist open and bleeding out and just like, I need to kill myself. Like I, I, it was re insane. It was insane. And I, I was freaking out because I was not feeling this way. This was like, you know, one of the happiest times in my life. I had my first apartment. I was living with my boyfriend. Like everything was going great. And I opened up the medicine cabinet because I just felt like opening it. And do you remember the straight razor blades mm -hmm. were in the cabinet? Right. And I got super pissed off because I had been telling you, like, I had been feeling these, like, very strong emotions, very scary, like, uh, just every time hallucinating, like, blood all over me, hallucinating mm -hmm. that I was, like, genuinely killing myself. And then there was these straight razor blades. And I asked you, I was like, why did you buy these? Like, why did you put these in our cabinet? And... They like remember they were like falling out of the cabinet the one day they like were yeah. slipping out of the crack and I don't know where they were coming from. No, they like where the medicine cabinet sat in like razor blades were like falling out of the cabinet and they and then like I said they were sitting in there on a shelf to where somebody or something had to place them there like right. something sat them in there. <sighs> it. It was scary. It scared me. And after we got rid of those, we, um, I started having these like feelings every time I was in the bathroom, like, Oh, just take the shower curtain. It's plastic, you know, like wrap it around your head, like suffocate yourself, just kill yourself. Like, and it got so severe to where I did not go in that, that bathroom alone ever again. And right. whenever I showered, whenever I brushed my teeth, whenever I used the restroom, I would have you in there with me and just like turn your back while I'm in there right. because I was so scared. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't even pee by myself. Like I was so terrified of that and when you were in there with me nothing would happen it was right. only when i was alone that i was getting these severe issues with these horribly scary hallucinations yeah and i mean i had my own version of that as well when i was alone in the apartment like i did like minor bits of woodworking and stuff at the time when i was first learning and i had all of these like feelings like or just like images that of me cutting like a limb off accidentally with like a tool whether that be like that. a finger a hand um i remember like i remember like getting a flash once of me cutting off my foot at the ankle and i like stopped doing anything woodworking related at that time because mm -hmm. i was super wigged out and i mean I knew how to use the tools. I grew up using the tools. Yeah. So it wasn't like I, I felt like I was going to use them improperly or be dumb with them and treat them not as a dangerous tool. Mm -hmm. And I just, I had to stop. It was, it was really freaking me out. Yeah. So it gets worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that's where we're going to leave off today. And I do just really quickly want to say if you or anyone you know is experiencing struggles with 
uh, suicide, whether that be your own personal feelings or even an outside influence, um, whatever that may be, if you're experiencing that, uh, there is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline available, and that number is 800-273-8255. So please don't be afraid to seek help if you do need that. I just want to highly encourage you all to reach out for help uh, before you act on anything. Just there are people there willing to listen. And I just want to let you all know that there are people there. And I really wish I had reached out to someone at that point. I'm glad I had you to talk to about, you know, some of the things that are going on. But it's just really important, you know, that if you are having those things that you do seek out some help. Definitely. So I just want to thank you all for listening to the spirit diaries and I love you all. And I know this is a very serious and somber episode, but this is the reality of a severe haunting. And I really wanted to start this podcast for moments like this when I felt completely alone and absolutely crazy. I had never heard of anybody going through anything remotely similar to this. And this was unlike any other spirit interactions I've had. Um, and I mean, it was horrifying to this day. You know, we keep clear shower curtains and I don't shut doors to the bathrooms. And I mean, it's, definitely affected me for the rest of my life so i will see you all next time and thanks for listening to the spirit diaries
Thank you.